This is a Soulfire production. Welcome to my channel. I'm your host, Christina. I'm an intuitive channel, 7D healer, business mentor, and manifestation expert. On this podcast, we discuss how to tap into your intuitive gifts, manifest the life you want, create a kick-ass business in flow, and take a holistic approach to health and wellness. Don't forget to connect with me on Instagram at ChristinaTheChannel and on my website, ChristinaTheChannel.com. Welcome back to the podcast. I am so excited because I am here with my friend, Jackie. Say hi, Jackie. Hello, everyone. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> I am. I'm currently in LA staying at Jackie's house. She's the most gracious hostess. I am honored that you are here. Seriously. <laughs> You're an excellent hostess. Oh my God, please come to your home in LA. <laughs> so welcoming. Always. And she makes you make me food always that's how I show love yeah I I love it it's my love language too so I will I will happily receive that yeah and it's always so fun to chat with you and we like we just sit down and talk for like hours yeah hours could be days yeah it could be days no idea so figured we might as well record it yes right yeah tell everyone well you guys if you don't already follow Jackie head over to Instagram Look up Jackie's food affair. That's me. That's Jackie. She has the most delicious food. And holy shit, like last time when I came here, <laughs> holy shit, she made me a healthy Crunchwrap Supreme. She made me those, what do you call them? The call, the. They're cauliflower, um, thin tuna avocado sandwiches. They're, they're so good. I'm like, I'm still shook. I came home and I was like, I feel like I just went to a rave like with food. I don't even you know. To the resort. Happened. I did. I In did. Brentwood. So good. Everything was so good that you made me. Yeah. Just hashtag blessed. So, but Jackie is Jackie's food of hair on Instagram. Tell tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. Oh my goodness. What <laughs> where do where I do, begin? Where, seriously, where do I begin? Where do I begin? Um, I am a firstborn American. My entire family is from Ukraine, meaning my first language was Russian. So I'm fluent in Russian. Um, I'm from San Francisco. I lived in New York and then a little thing called the pandemic happened. So I moved back (laughs) home and I said, nope, I gotta go. (laughs) And I now live in Los Angeles for the last three months. Can you believe I've lived here for three months? So so wild remember when i thought i was going back to new york yeah and i was like mm, i don't think so You're like well like we'll i'm see. not telling her but yeah. i know she's not going back there so you yeah. just like nodded and smiled yeah. And like yeah okay, you, you work on we'll that see about that one wink wink <laughs> um what else i am a certified functional nutritional therapy practitioner mm-hmm. um and i am coming out with a very 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 exciting program called weight loss for go-getters It is a weight loss program for people who are super busy. They love going out. They love to cook. They want to know how to lose weight, but they just don't know how. Mm -hmm. And it's a program that makes you look good, feel good, and you get to save money while doing it as well. Yes, it's so incredible. Jackie eats like she makes the best food. Everything she makes is so simple, though, but it tastes gourmet like you're straight up at a restaurant and it's so delicious. And I think you have such a cool story. Like I, I want to dive a little bit more into it. And I also want to get into not only are you an FNTP and have this kick-ass program and do, 
you know, everything you do with all of your content, but you also have like a high powered corporate job that uh, you kick ass at. <laughs> like Jackie is a top performer, like elite, elite. Christina <laughs> is my hype woman and manager now. Please have all the questions go to her. <laughs> but I think I do want to get into that because I know a lot of people struggle balancing everything and we're similar in, a, I think, the way that we can hustle and how we are good at time management. But I'm curious for people who maybe they want to go the NTP route or whatever they want to study. Maybe they want to, you know, become an energy healer or whatever, whatever it is. Yes. How did you balance everything that you do with with such an intense, you know, regular well, I won't say regular, such an intense career kicking ass at that. Plus, I feel like you did maintain a social life. I have to. Yeah, I have <laughs> I to. Had, I had right? to. For my sanity. You don't compromise. Jackie doesn't compromise. <laughs> She's like the ultimate problem solver. So like, how did you balance everything? So for those of you that are listening, I think when it comes to balancing so many things, um, so I went to school 40 hours a week, uh, my corporate job, I'm in sales. I do enterprise sales at a software company that easily takes up 60 hours a week for me. Um, I lived in New York, so I was going out all the time and I also love to travel. So just to give some context of what Christina was talking about, um, how did I fit school in? That is the question. Um, you have to understand your why. Like, why did you decide to go to school in the first place? Is it a hobby? Is it a passion? What is the driving force behind it? And for me, I, I can get into my story a little bit later, but I know the reason I was put on this earth is to help people when it comes to food, because mm -hmm. I feel like our generation, our world, for some reason, we like literally skipped nutrition in school. <laughs> it's not for some reason. Let's be honest. We know why. Uh, yes, <laughs> we know why. Um, unfortunately. Unfortunately, but being a firstborn Russian Jew in, in the world that I live in, like food has always been the center of my world. It's been the center of my family, something good, something bad, something whatever. Food was always like the go to. So mm -hmm. for me, food was always my like my favorite relationship in the world because it was my comfort. It was my love. It was my passion. Um, and throughout my life, I've always loved helping people. So I'm going to skip the part of like my, how I got here, but my why I'll, I'll talk about that later. Mm -hmm. um, but my why really comes down to, I know the reason I'm on this earth is to help people when it comes to food mm -hmm. and to build that relationship. So for me, it came down to what is my why? And then I reworked my entire schedule to make it fit. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, the only way you make something work is if you genuinely care about it. Well, you prioritize what you care about. Exactly. So yeah. for me, I had no other choice. There mm -hmm. was no other option than to make time. Yeah. Um, I didn't sleep a lot, but. <laughs> <laughs> the passion is greater than the pain. You know? It is. I was talking to somebody about this recently. We were just like talking about, you know, the, there are those times as an entrepreneur where you're like, God, maybe I should just like get a normal job. Like, no. you know, make, make it, I could live a comfortable life. Like, you know, it'd, it'd be fine. And then it's like, 
No, but that that isn't a real choice when you're so passionate about something. And then what am I going to spend all day? I'm either going to feel unfulfilled because I'm going to be consciously choosing to not follow my passion, or I'm going to be just daydreaming about this and then not living the life that I really want. So you're neither living yeah. here nor there. Exactly. And that is not a reality. Yeah. Not a, a choice. Of. Like mm-hmm. don't, don't want to make it happen. So it is that that's what I think. One of the things that I love about you that we have in common, it's like, if we're going to get something done, it's not a, I don't know if I can, it's like, this is happening. I don't care what the hell I have to adjust. Like I'm going to do it. It's going to happen. And I'm going to be the best at it. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Zero or 150%. There's no yes. in between. Yes. I, one of my friends, I told you about, you remind me of her. She's like, I only want to be around people who are exceptional Same. at what they do. Or at least want to be exceptional. Mm-hmm. They don't have to be the best, but they have to strive to be the most exceptional at what they do. I just don't have time for people <laughs> in my life who don't have that kind of vibe mm-hmm. because we move too fast. Yeah, we were talking about that. We move very, very fast. That's just the way we operate. And like there, there is no other option. When you start mm-hmm. like realizing what your truth is mm-hmm. and what you're meant to do on this earth, you get tunnel vision yeah. and you go and that's it. So when other people come into your life and they're kind of neither here nor there, it's like you can help them. But if they're not on the same trajectory as you, they don't have to be ultra successful. Mm -hmm. But if they don't have that same ambition, Mm -hmm. you're going to literally run by them and not even see them anymore. Like cut bye, don't have time for that. Yeah. I mean, we were just talking about how it's like we just outgrow people so quickly. You know, the people that stay in any type of relationship alongside us are the people that are super growth oriented. If you want to know my secret to maximum productivity, running multiple businesses, keeping my vibration high, and making sure I am a clear channel, the way I fuel my body plays a huge role in this. I eat a really clean, whole foods-based diet and focus on the highest quality supplements out there. And one of my favorite hacks is Neuro Effect from Paleo Valley. I love Paleo Valley's products. Everything is gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, dairy-free, non-GMO, and made from only organic whole foods. This is a company I really trust, I really love, and I've loved every product that I've used from them. They're a staple in this house, and Neuro Effect is one of my favorite hacks. It contains eight different whole mushrooms with zero grains. Most mushrooms are grown on grain, so they can end up being 50% starch, and then they have reduced levels of those beneficial bioactive compounds. Neuro Effect has lion's mane, cordyceps, red reishi, chaga, shiitake, turkey tail, maitake, and tremella, plus organic coffee fruit extract, which has been shown to stimulate the production of BDNF. I love getting all of my functional mushrooms in one place to support my brain, my productivity, give me natural energy while also balancing out my body, reducing stress, supporting my immunity. Functional mushrooms are incredible. I've done so many podcasts about them. I love having them all in one supplement. I also love their grass-fed organ complex. Organs are a true superfood. Organ meats are nature's multivitamin. They are the richest sources of natural vitamin A and B12 on the planet. They're high in CoQ10, great for the heart. And I don't personally recommend multivitamins, but I do really strongly believe that grass-fed organ meats are one of the best things that people can add to their diets. It's the multi from nature. If you've been looking for a high-quality grass-fed organ complex, again, quality is everything. 
I love Paleo Valleys. Those are a few of my favorites. And I'm sure you know by now I'm obsessed with their Essential C Complex. Best vitamin C I've ever tried. So many people take vitamin C and they don't realize it's not really doing anything. Paleo Valley's Essential C Complex contains the entire spectrum with absolutely no synthetic vitamin C. So amazing for supporting the immune system and boosting your energy levels, balancing out your cortisol. That's a staple in my life. Their turmeric complex is a staple. They have so many incredible products. So make sure you check out everything that Paleo Valley has to offer. If you want to try out any of these, just head to paleovalley.com and you can use my code Christina to get 15% off your order. Again, that's paleovalley.com, P-A-L-E-O-V-A-L-L-E-Y.com. And you can use my code Christina to get 15% off your order and make sure you tag me on social media when you get your order in the mail so I can see what you picked up. Something I, I wanted to talk about on on the podcast because I know a lot of people deal with comparisonitis. And like we were talking about how I mean, that's something that you don't deal with. Mm-hmm. Like you don't deal with it. Mm-hmm. And this is what I love about you because it's such a fucking waste of time. Right. Yep. So I would love for you to share your philosophy on that. <laughs> I'll give the edited version of comparisonitis yeah. to my car. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give me the PG-13 version. Yes. Um, I'll give you the PG version. All right. Um, I remember when I first started in sales, I was in a sales training program and uh, the training manager had told me, I think it was just me. The more I think about it, like, I don't think he'd say this to everyone. I think he just happened to say this to me without even realizing it. It was just like such a nonchalant comment that changed, I think, uh, the trajectory of how I operate in my day to day. And he had said, don't compare yourself to anyone. And I thought about that for a second and it rang so true to me because at the end of the day, the way I was raised, my experiences, my territory, who I am as an individual, my personality, my goals, that is so different from literally anyone standing next to me. And if you sit there and you compare yourself to someone else that you don't like, you don't have those things in common Mm -hmm. with them, you're wasting your time. Mm -hmm. And it is much easier said than done. But when you harp in on things that you're really good at and you're like, I want to do better and I want to be better and better and better, you have tunnel vision and you don't let anyone get in your way. And on top of that, you just focus on bettering yourself. Uh, money. Hello. Mm-hmm. That sounds fucking balling to me. <laughs> a lot to curse on here. I'm yeah, sorry. Totally. Okay. Um, and it just comes down to like, how can I better me? Mm-hmm. And what happened in three and a half years of my time at Yelp, I was there for almost five years. In three and a half years, I got promoted eight times mm-hmm. because I literally focused on yeah. honing my craft and how it can help other people. Mm-hmm. It's funny because it's something I do too. And my friends who are like like us and have very similar personalities, but I don't think I realized what it was that we were doing until you verbalized it to me. And I was like, oh, that's exactly why I don't deal with the comparisonitis. Oh, like the, I look at like my friends who are CEOs at different companies, like what we all have in common is like, we just see I am my only competition. And it wasn't until you verbalized that to me where I was like, that's what it is. That's the difference of like, why would I worry about anybody else? Like if I'm just focused on how do I do better than me, mm-hmm. then you move ahead so much further. Because you get rid of the bullshit. Yeah, exactly. Well, and here's the thing. 
even if you are comp- just to take it a step further, let's go a little spiritual here, right? Like if <laughs> let's, let's do it. Um, if I am looking at everybody around me and comparing myself, everybody around me is just a reflection of me. Everybody around me is just mirroring things to me that I need to see about myself. So it's still just me comparing myself to me, but people get so wrapped up in everyone else. And it's such a common self-sabotage mechanism Mm -hmm. for people because they're so afraid to take a step forward. They're so afraid to see if they think if they'll quote unquote fail, which you're not failing unless you're just not starting, but people will use, you know, what they see when they compare as the excuse to not step forward. And they stay on that hamster wheel or stay stuck forever. They never move forward. Not only that, I think I have a very healthy relationship with failure. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I love to fail and I love to fail fast. Yes. Because when you're starting something new, and I think I'm telling this to you to tell myself this, because mm-hmm. you know I'm about to embark on something <laughs> very new. Yeah. You don't move forward and you don't succeed unless you learn from your failures. I don't ever look at at a failure as something that's bad. Yeah. I look at it as an opportunity to what can I learn and how can I grow? And when you have that kind of mindset of like, I'm not paying attention to anyone else. What did I do wrong that I can always improve on? Mm. And that is how you move from like A to B, from A to to what's in the middle of the alphabet? <laughs> L. Let's just call it an L. You move way faster because <laughs> You, yeah, maybe it is. I don't know. What's the 13th letter of the alphabet? Um, but you move so much faster because you learn how to better yourself. Mm-hmm. And then you build on top of that and you build. And instead of being afraid to fail, mm-hmm. you fail, you fail fast, you learn, you grow, and then you continue growing. Yeah. And you build that foundation of like, okay, here we go. Where do I go next? Well, it's interesting how people have such a like, I either failed or I succeeded. And to me, it's like, here's, here's where I am. And this is what I'm moving toward. And like, this is just part of the process. Like, Mm -hmm. if I want to learn to ride a bike, I'm gonna fall on my ass. You know what I mean? Like, it's just part of the process. It doesn't mean I failed. It means I got closer because I was just doing something to start to learn how to do it. And I think we have these unrealistic expectations. I mean, yeah, you have unrealistic (laughs) expectations. I see this with all my business clients, but it's like, I think it speaks just to much of society as a whole of putting these unrealistic expectations that we're going to be perfect. Like what we think is perfect the first time we try anything and we have forgotten the beauty in the learning process, Mm -hmm. like the beauty and the messiness and what, you know, we have all these good and bad labels we put on these things and, Oh, I just failed. It's like, are you kidding? It's just part of the process. It's like part of, you know, you, you think the first person that made a chocolate chip cookie didn't fuck up? They fucked up. They fucked up. Until they made the but most But wasn't it worth it to make the most... Cookie. Yeah, exactly. They just added some extra salt on top and they're like, oh my God, that's it. It's here. Exactly. perfect. And like, we <laughs> have to remember that... But really, like, it's like, we have to remember that we define what is success. Yeah. Right? And so to me, if I am putting myself in the ring, if I'm getting closer to where I want to go, which includes what other people might consider failures, I'm succeeding because where I'm failing is when I see this, if I saw this life I wanted, I never moved toward it. Or I just made myself so afraid that I never did anything, you know, but it's subjective. The one piece of advice I wish I could have given myself Mm -hmm. 
so I used to be a food blogger and that is the one thing I wish I did earlier. I wish I just started, mm. but I was so afraid of it's not good enough. It's not going to be curated right away. What do I know what I'm doing? Damn. I wish I started earlier. Granted, I think that would have brought me into a very different place in my life and potentially I wouldn't even be sitting here because if I started a year or two earlier, mm-hmm. not to give myself like any additional ego that I need, <laughs> but I think I would have been a famous food blogger. Yeah. I just started a pinch too late. And yeah. that was my mistake because I was too scared to just try. Mm-hmm. AKA I was afraid to fail. I think about that all the time with it's like, it sounds kind of silly, but now I look back at it. I've, do you remember when YouTube, well, I was always really into YouTube beauty bloggers. Mm-hmm. And when I was in middle school. Carly Bybell, oh my God, yes, I love her. Love her. When I was in middle school and like early high school, it was like just starting to like get bigger. And a lot of people who are huge now were starting at that time. And I just used to spend hours sitting there watching. And I was really fucking good at makeup. And I always like dreamed. I was like, I want to do that. But I just felt like I couldn't. And I'm like, if I had started at that time, could have been a famous yeah. beauty blogger. I mean, thank God I, I'm not, right? Exactly. Because Everything me, happens yeah. for a reason. But it just goes to show it's like, just what are people going to say? Are they going to make fun of you? Whatever. Peace. Talk to you in 10 years. <laughs> well, it's actually a piece of advice you gave me. Stop being mad at yourself for something that's like not even ready yet. You want yeah. it to be perfect. I'm talking about my program. Mm-hmm. I had a big block because I wanted it to just be done. And I was mad at myself for not even starting something that wasn't even done yet. Yeah. <laughs> so as soon as I put that aside and I was like, I'm going to fail, but I'm going to work through it because that's how I learn. That's how human beings learn. And what ended up happening, I ended up finishing it literally two weeks early. Mm-hmm. Recording course content can be such a mind fuck like at the beginning can confirm and i and i told you this i'm like okay at the beginning because i did this too at the, at first where i would just sit there and i'd be so worried about messing up where i'd start talking in the three words and i'd stumble over my words and i was just getting nowhere and then at a certain point for me it's just been so many reps where i'm like i don't give a shit I if i mess anymore. up i'm just gonna Whatever. keep going like yeah no one's gonna notice exactly. are you kidding me no one's exactly. gonna notice and guess what it makes you more human exactly it's more relatable and people learn better and i know for me when i'm listening to a conversation and i feel like it's a real conversation i'm I'm more involved if i'm Same. if i'm watching a course content and i f- it feels like lectury to me i'm i'm not fully there or like perfectly curated mm-hmm. yeah I don't it it makes it not relatable yeah a little bit of distance exactly okay I want to I want to talk we're gonna tie all this together but I want to talk about your journey as a food blogger because I mean I told you when we first met (laughs) I use that like I don't even know when we first met yeah when we first zoom called like intense zoom call ever Like, Why do you say that? No, probably for you, because like here, I just remember me being like, oh, my God, like, I'm so ready to have this conversation. I came in so hot. I had my own agenda. I had like 50 questions written out. And you were like, <laughs> you I remember you looking at me. You're like, you need to stop. <laughs> I know we just met, oh but God. you need to focus on one thing. Yeah. We're going to move all these other things aside. And this is how you're going to do it. And I was like, 
okay yeah you well here's the thing i think that that intense attitude works with a lot of people but like it doesn't it doesn't phase me because that's how i am with people yeah like it's so funny because on it's like on a sales call this is something i always have to like remind clients of i'm like okay think about when you were on a call with me people come in and they want to act like they're interviewing me no i'm interviewing you Right. And so it's I like, tried it. Yeah. You, you <laughs> tried, I mean, <laughs> you tried it. And I you're mean, like, I got some answers, but, <laughs> but like, I got a reality check. Yeah. Of what I was I like, got. absolutely not. Like, excuse me. I'm, I'm the one that's interviewing you. Like, yeah. are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Like, are you going to do this? And it's like, you, you turn that around real quick. So I'm, I'm used, I'm used to people coming in hot. And I'm like that too with, with, if I'm ever like, you know, going to work with a coach, I, uh, I will go in real hot. And it's, it's a party, but anyway, thanks for dealing with my, (laughs) no, I love it. I love it so much. Well, I told you, I was like, you're going to be, I see your future. It's we're chilling. We're good. Like you, you are a shining star. Fully trust you. Yeah. Like you are a shining star. And I have a habit of like collecting those types of people. Cause I just know like intuitively, I'm like, I just know. That's how I felt about you. I know where you're going, even though you don't see it. Yeah. That's okay. Like you can worry about it. You don't really need to. I'm I'm good. Um, but I told you, I was like, you're, it's almost like, I feel like it kind of manifested you because I've been waiting for more people to speak up about this area, which is like with your food blogging history, there are so many food bloggers that they gain weight and or they have health issues like a lot of digestive issues mm-hmm. or they have some type of like disordered eating like it's really common for a lot of things to pop up i know for me with i mean sometimes i tell people i was a food blogger which i guess i was in many ways but mm-hmm. i never said that was my job you know but like when i was working in nutrition and doing a lot of recipe development and especially when i was spending so much time reviewing restaurants in la and like eating out a lot like it really messed with my health. And like, I just became like addicted. I became addicted. I mean, I feel like that was why my candida was raging for so long. Um, And I was like addicted to sugar again. And so many of my gut issues came back and I was just so worried about like, oh, well, this looks pretty and it's healthy. Even then when it wasn't working with my body, like it was just a nightmare. And I know seeing behind the scenes, there are so many food bloggers who struggle with those things and it's all super quiet like no one talks about it and I just love that you're like being so real about about your story so I would love for you to kind of share what that whole experience was like yeah so I mentioned this at the beginning um because it's just like such a core part of how I was raised um We've always loved going out to restaurants. It's an experience. You not only like get to try different foods and cuisines, but like the ambiance and well, ever since I was 21, wink, wink, (laughs) the drinks and you just, you go and you enjoy yourself. So it's not just, it tastes good. Like you feel good. Right. So that has always been a really big part of my life ever since I could ever remember whenever there was a celebration or like. I don't know, tough week um, or just like spending time with family. It was always at a restaurant. So it was such a normal part of my life. And (laughs) one of the main reasons I started my food blog um, and doing food photography on Instagram was because so many people would come to me 
and they would say, Jackie, where do I eat? Yes. What do I order? And <laughs> wait, it wait. Got so- Jackie, get, I get here and Jackie has her Excel sheet of <laughs> of all of her restaurants for when she's going to Miami. And I'm like, holy shit, I just did that for Ojai. Like, this is yeah. how we are. Like, that's or, how my brain operates. Yeah, or like <laughs> when friends would visit, when friends would visit, I'd make my Excel sheet for every every single thing. Yes. Like it's it's a priority. OK. Yes. Moving on. It has to I love be. It. Yeah. I love it. Because, again, it's like something you get to experience mm-hmm. and you're in that moment. And yeah, it's fucking awesome (laughs) well and for people who are listening like people ask me all the time whenever i'm traveling like how do you find so many good food places like how do you and i'm like i plan ahead i research ahead and so i know exactly where i'm going and it's such an obvious thing but i get asked that like when i guess not recently because i don't really travel amidst the pandemic yes but i if you've been following me for a while you've probably seen i used to travel everywhere all the time and that's how I would always have such good food because I planned it out. So keep that in mind. <laughs> yes. Um, that also goes back to time management, which we talked about at yes. the beginning. Um, because making decisions waste time. Yes. In the moment. Because when you plan ahead, you don't have to make a decision. It's already done for you. You mm-hmm. don't have to think about it. And then you get to live your life however the hell you want. But yeah. that's a different tangent. Yes um okay bringing it back to food so the reason i started my food instagram i was like i'm so sick of everyone (laughs) asking me i'm gonna create a food instagram go there don't talk to me Mm -hmm. it's funny i like to consider myself the most extroverted introvert Mm. once i hit my (laughs) limit of human being interaction i'm like i'm done i'm gucci irish goodbye i see that bye (laughs) yeah but you're very yeah it's interesting you're very i feel like you're very talkative and social You've but then you're like, like to talk. yeah, well, you do. It's good. But then you're like, what are your, what's your, what's your astrology again? Uh, Capricorn. Capricorn. And then my rising is, I think it's a Pisces. There's Pisces and Virgo in there. Hold on. Oh, oh, I think you're, I no, I think you're, I think you're a rising Pisces or I think you're a rising Virgo. Please hold. One yeah. Second. You're a rising Virgo and you're. Rising Pisces. Really? Yeah. And my moon is in Virgo. Okay, that makes sense. That very, makes sense. Very I, emotional. I remember here. I was like trying to, I remember going over your astrology with you like, I don't know, a year ago or something. Yeah, almost a year ago. <laughs> so long ago. And okay. like June, July, it'll be a year. Crazy. So yeah. cool. Okay, so you start your food Instagram so everybody can go there and just yes. get the recs. And I also did it because it combined all of my passions, food, writing, photography, let me get my like creative juices flowing. And I've always been the weirdo taking pictures of food. Like when I was eight or nine years old, I would take the digital camera. Do you remember those? Yes. And be like, please hold. And to this day, my brother's like, can you just hurry up? I'm like, literally it takes half a second. Yeah. Calm your tits. I know. Anyways. So what ended up happening, this is when I was in San Francisco and right before I moved to New York, uh, it got like a really good following and I had actually an agency reach out to me. They wanted to represent me. And then I was like, I have to go to New York. Bye. <laughs> so when I came to New York, it also like it just hit at the right time yeah. when food blogging was like really in. And I started going out to all of these restaurants. By the way, I don't think I've shown you. I have a list of Jackie's favorite restaurants in New York. It's a list of over 300 restaurants organized by location and by cuisine. Wow. Okay, we should talk about that. Yes. I think I literally have over 70 or 80 people shared on that document. Okay. Okay. I love it. Anyways, so 
not only was I going out all the time, I was obviously getting content for it. And then people in New York started picking up on it. And then I had all of these brands reach out to me and then restaurants be like, please come in here for free. And then it turned into a business overnight where I started getting paid and I started getting paid a lot of money, mm-hmm. which sounded glamorous AF. Yeah. But it fucking wasn't because you know why? Because it took the fun out of going out to eat for me and having that experience. And more importantly, I didn't recognize myself in the mirror. I literally will never forget the moment when I just said, fuck it. I don't know if you've ever been to New York in August where it is not only hot. I actually have. It is painfully humid. You step outside and it feels like you just got out of the shower, but like a disgusting shower because you're literally standing in your <laughs> sweaty, own sweat. A sweaty shower. Yes. You just got out of this. You just went into the sauna. I went into a sauna of my own sweat. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> Anyways, um, I will never forget. I was standing in front of my mirror in my apartment and I was covered in head to toe in all black in a long sleeve shirt in long yoga pants and like some Adidas kicks, but I was completely covering myself because I felt so uncomfortable in my own skin. I literally did not recognize who I was. And I remember feeling not only because it was hot, granted I had an incredible AC, that was an amazing apartment, (laughs) but I just remember feeling like it feels really hard to breathe. And as a 27 year old, You shouldn't be feeling those things. It's not normal. And I just said, I'm done. I'm going to do whatever it takes to lose the weight. I'm going to do the research. And for three months, whatever it takes, I'm going to make myself a set of rules. And I'm going to stick to those. Period. And in three months, I lost 30 pounds. And then a year, light, a year later, I lost an additional 10. And that was three and a half, four years ago. So what did you, did you, tr- what did you try before you landed on what actually worked for you? <laughs> Slash what, what did like you- Like throughout ed- my life? Because I tried everything. List out some. You don't need to go into detail, but just to give people an idea of like just things that you had tried. Yeah. Um, I tried Weight Watchers. I tried Jenny Craig. I went to a nutritionist. I went to a naturopath. Um, I tried doing different diets like paleo and keto. And Mm -hmm. I think because it was rooted in, it was something I was interested in. It wasn't like, this is what I want. It came from outside pressures. and. It also like clearly was not working for my body, Mm -hmm. but I think it goes hand in hand where it not only needs to work for you, but I I hate to use this word because I feel like it's so overplayed at this point. Like it needs to be a lifestyle change. Like, but it does. It does. Mm -hmm. I just wish there was a better phrase because it's so overplayed at this point, but you need to do something that's not only sustainable for X amount of time, you need to build a relationship with food. And that is literally how I built my program is to teach people what that actually means. Because a Jenny Craig or a Weight Watchers or any naturopath can like tell me what to eat and what not to eat. But that doesn't mean they're teaching me like what's actually happening 
in my body mm-hmm. with the food and why you should be eating certain foods and why you shouldn't be eating certain foods. Yeah. So I literally tried everything under the sun, but I think it really came to that, like, for lack of a better term, like that come to Jesus moment of me being like, I want this more than anything else in the world. I, I don't know who the person is that I'm looking at yeah. and I'm not okay with that. And I think that like some of the differentiating factors, like, again, it goes back to the, like, healing their relationship with the food again because so many people they like join these different programs and even when you're like working with a naturopath or certain nutritionists like there are a lot of people who you know they just give you the list of foods and exactly what do I do with this and if you hate what you're eating you're not going to stick to it Mm -hmm. and that's the other piece of with I think you know how it actually shifted for you is like you found something that you liked like we've talked about this like there are certain things that like I'll see you eating and you're like, yeah, I eat this to lose weight because the only way I will stay with what I'm eating is if I enjoy my life and you love what you eat every day and you don't love deprive yourself. Obsessed. Yeah. You're obsessed with it. You love what you eat. You're excited about it. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. And like, if anybody looked at the food you eat, like just go to Jackie's Instagram, like <laughs> you would never like if you wanted to lose weight, I don't really know why you wouldn't want to eat like that. Like, I think that's why <laughs> most people feel like they can't. It just feels like Oh, I have to eat like people literally think it's broiled yeah, chicken and broccoli. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like not fun. They just see like the downsides to yeah. it. And even with, I mean, I think most people listening to this podcast are like alcohol free, dairy free, gluten free. And Jackie doesn't make you do any of that. I don't make you do any of that. Yeah. <laughs> no, I literally so. have a section on my page. It's mm-hmm. like, like the FAQ. It's like, What's the food and alcohol situation like? And my response is like, first of all, food is bae. Yeah. And second of all, if you want to drink, go for it. Like, we're going to get it popping. Yeah. LOL. Like, who else would say that besides me? (laughs) But like, if that's a part of your life and that's something you enjoy, Mm -hmm. don't take it out. Yeah. Learn how to make it sustainable. I think that's, I mean, I see a lot of people, I'll say in my family, like my extent, like, larger term family who I know have wanted to lose weight and I just watch them. I don't give people health advice, especially in my family. No, you can't do that. Yeah. I don't give them like, (laughs) unless anybody asks me, but I just stay out of it, but I just watch and they just do these extremes. Like Mm -hmm. they go and they eat, you know, just steamed, steamed vegetables with like lean protein and and then they like work out for three hours a day and they'll stay with that for like a week and then they just binge. And that's what you call yo-yo dieting. Yeah. And, and, like, and that's, that's why people not gonna lose work. a few pounds mm-hmm. and then they end up gaining way more than they originally even lost in the first place. Mm-hmm. And again, that's what I think like so many programs out there, they don't teach you how to have a relationship with food. And the way that like, I remember when you and I were discussing, okay, you want to build a program. What do you want to do? I had to go back to when I was 21 years old I just graduated from college and I was just starting my job at Yelp. Mm -hmm. And what was I doing? I was working long hours. I was really passionate about it, really excited. And I was doing great, obviously. (laughs) But what was I (laughs) feeling? Hello. Literally (laughs) half my charts in Capricorn and I don't have another choice. Um, But what was I feeling and experiencing? What What was going on in my life? I remember... I I thought it was healthy to like skip breakfast, go get a 
in air quotes, a lunch and uh, I'm sorry, a salad for lunch and then just douse it in in dressing mm-hmm. like two or three bins <laughs> and have like like nothing actually healthy in there. Yeah. And then in my head, I'm like, oh, my God, I skipped breakfast. Um, I had a really healthy lunch. I can eat whatever the fuck I want for for happy hour. And I'd get like three or four margaritas, eat fries and pizza. And then the end result over time, I was like, why am I gaining weight? This Mm -hmm. is so weird. I wasn't eating anything that was nutritionally dense. I didn't understand what portions were. I didn't even know how to read a nutrition label. And those are the things that allow you to make a decision in real time and allows you to have the freedom to eat whatever the hell you want. You just need to know how to have that relationship. And that's, that's where I had to dig back to is like, you're working long hours. You don't have all the time in the world. You have this, like something calling inside of you of like, man, I really want to change this, but there's so much information on the internet. I've tried a million things. Like what the hell do I do? Can you guess? What I'm drinking right now, if you guessed Organifi green juice, you are correct. I am literally obsessed and I actually, I didn't even realize this, but I actually have some gold behind, behind here. I brought up my hot drink earlier too. I'm a, I'm a very beveragey kind of person and we all know I am addicted to Organifi. It is so good and tastes amazing. I drink green juice every single day. It has 11 different superfoods, all 100% USDA certified organic, of course. So amazing for supporting detoxification and naturally boosting your energy. I just pour a scoop in water and I also like to add a little bit of nut milk with the green juice. It tastes so good, but you don't need that. It has ingredients like moringa, which is amazing for boosting energy, improving your skin and fighting against disease ashwagandha, which is an adaptogen that helps to balance out the hormones in your body. Great for stress management. Spirulina and chlorella, which are amazing for supporting detox. Beets, turmeric, mint, wheatgrass, lemon, and coconut water. So delicious. So incredible. I feel amazing with this. Just a natural boost of energy and it just, it makes you feel minty fresh. I drink this every single morning and I love getting all of those benefits without needing to use a blender or juice anything. It tastes so good. And then I love to have Organifi red juice in the afternoon for a little extra pick-me-up. It's like a superfood berry punch, but it has only one gram of sugar per serving. So it's like healthy fruit punch. Also great for instant natural energy. It contains ingredients like beets, which are amazing for supporting blood flow, athletic performance, and detox. Acai with all of those amazing antioxidants. Cordyceps, another medicinal mushroom, great for supporting energy levels. Siberian ginseng, something I love for my brain. And it tastes so good. I just put it in some water. And then gold, the easiest, best tasting golden milk ever. All you have to do is put a scoop in hot water and you are good to go. It's such an easy, delicious way to get in some of my favorite ingredients before bed, including organic reishi, which is amazing for rest and relaxation. Very, very grounding and great for boosting the immune system, as well as turkey tail, which is great for supporting digestion and supporting the immune system as well. It also has antiviral properties and magnesium, one of the most important minerals in the body. Most people are deficient, required for over 300 biochemical reactions in the body. It's relaxing, relieves anxiety, And uh, just one of my favorite things to always get in before bed. I love this stuff. There's a reason why I have a whole drawer and then backup cabinet of Organifi. I'm 
addicted and I bring it with me everywhere. They also have to-go packets of most of their products, which are so helpful to have on hand. I have them in like all of my bags. So if you're not already on the Organifi train, I'm going to make it easy for you to change your life. Just go to Organifi.com slash CTC. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I dot com slash CTC. And that link or the code CTC will get you 15% off your order. Stock up because you're not going to want to run out. Again, that's Organifi.com slash CTC. Organifi with an I. That code CTC will get you 15% off. And I cannot wait to hear how much you love it. How would you describe like your overall approach? You know, I think most NTPs have generally like, but I think everybody's a little bit different and and you're very different. I think than most NTPs, I'm a hell of different, very different. And you talked about like, you tried paleo, keto, like the, all these different diets. Like how would you describe your overall approach? So I like to consider myself low net carb, Mm -hmm. high fiber. Mm-hmm. And having the majority of my food coming from real food. Yeah. I eat hella vegetables. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I eat protein. And then what makes it sustainable is like with a cauliflower thin mm-hmm. or some of the like the low net carb breads that I have when I'm craving a pizza or like a sandwich or a burger or spaghetti. I have those that get not even like rid of the craving. I satisfy those yeah, cravings. Yeah, you just make a healthier version. Exactly. And that's that's what I do is like it's learning those little swaps and mm-hmm. substitutes that make everything sustainable over time. Yeah, I think it's interesting in the weight loss world because there are a lot of people that like talk about basically like being really minimalist with any of your spices and seasonings basically because they, they're like, if your food doesn't really taste that good, you're not going to want to eat a lot of it. And there's like this whole camp, like I know a lot of bodybuilders will will use that approach and just like not add anything very bland, very plain. But here's the thing. And I think that works for a certain type of person. Like if I am craving something, desiring something and I eat something bland, this does not get rid of my craving for it. No. So I'm going to get mad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like I find that like I'll actually eat less food overall if yes. I just like give myself all the spice, like make it taste really good. Make it taste good. Yeah, exactly. Like make it taste super good. And also even just like with macros, like of like all of this, like let's get rid of something. Like if I'm really craving carbs and I'm like, no, I have to eat high fat, high protein and like low carb. And I eat that type of meal. I'm still going to crave the carbs. Exactly. And I'm just going to overeat. And then I'm going to feel the crap. And the way that I now live my life Mm -hmm. is I would say probably... 87% 87% of the time I watch very precise. I'm very precise. I watch every single thing that I eat because it makes me feel really good. Like once you lose whatever amount of weight you want to lose, what you end up chasing is mm-hmm. not the weight loss. It's the feeling of feeling really fucking good and yeah. clear and strong and invincible. That's what I'm constantly chasing. Mm -hmm. But I also know the life that I live. I love to go out. I love to travel. I love to experience new things. That means like once in a while, maybe like once every 10 or 15 days, like I want pizza. I want pasta. I want gluten. And I go ahead and I have that. Mm -hmm. And then I move on with my life. I've always said, and I preach this to anyone 
that ask me like, what happens if I have a cheat day or a cheat meal? It's consistency over perfection. Mm -hmm. Something I have to remind myself of uh, with what I'm doing with business is it's what about you do consistently that matters. It's not about being perfect yeah. because you're going to set yourself up for continuous failure and you're not going to learn if you keep on being down on yourself for not being perfect. It's not about being perfect. It's about being consistent. And that's where you're talking about like those meals that are bland. You can't consistently do that. Mm -hmm. You can't. That's just not sustainable for how you live your life. Mm -hmm. But if you learn to swap certain things and make the most consistent part of your life when it comes to food, be like, mm, I want to incorporate a lot of vegetables because it makes me feel really good. Happens to make me lose weight as well. But I know how it makes me feel. Like that's the relationship I want with food is like, how does it make me feel? Yeah. Not like is this going to help me lose weight or not? Yeah. What I love about your approach and like your food and everything you teach is I think for the person who's on a more standard American diet, mm -hmm. it's super attainable. Like it is. It's, and it tastes so good. And then you don't feel like you're sacrificing, but also for people who are like very much like uber healthy, it is like same effect. Like it's like, it's, it helps both, both sides. And I, I think that in the, on the like hyper healthy side, what I'm seeing a lot of, and like, I went through this too of a lot and a lot of my friends, especially for those of us who were like on intense healing protocols for a long time. And you're just like down to what five foods and you live like that. It's like, fuck that. Like I do, I, I think about this all the time of like just the things I eat and how I view food. And I'm like, wow, me three years ago would have been like, can't eat that. There's some coconut sugar. And I'm just like, honestly, like we've taken it too far. And then like, we're stressed out and, and maybe not for everyone, but I think that there are a lot of people that like miss out on living their life. And like, yeah, I want to add, like, I'm going to add seasoning to my food. And like, it's just looking at the overall reducing stress as we've been talking about a lot today, Please. reducing stress. And Please. like, I care about like what makes me happy. I think, you know, and the way that we consume food are, our excitement towards it, whether, I mean, obviously if you're sick or responder, you know, if you're a generator and human manifesting generator and human design, but for everybody, our, our intention, our vibration, when we're consuming the food is going to change how we metabolize it. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's like, if you, the best thing you can do for yourself is be really excited about everything you're eating. Also, if you think about it, what other relationship in your life do you have? Like the one that you have with yes. food? You don't. This is something you need to do every day, mm -hmm. multiple times a day. Otherwise, it ain't going to be pretty. Yeah. And if you're not enjoying what you're eating, <laughs> you're going to go back to binging and mm -hmm. being like, God, that was horrible. And food should be enjoyed. Life is meant to be enjoyed. I was telling you this earlier, like. When you really decide you want to lose weight, like it's not easy, but it doesn't have to be hard. Mm -hmm. And if you can bring enjoyment, that's also easy, obtainable and sustainable. Like, fuck, yeah, I want to do that because it teaches you how to live not only during like however long the program is, but like what happens after? How does your relationship with yourself? How does your relationship with food? How do those relationships actually change over time to build habits that will be healthy, that will make you happy in the long term? Yeah. I feel like a lot of people can change things in the short term, but the short term at the end of the day, no one cares about it's what happens in the long term. 
that matters. Yeah, totally. Well, and what's underneath it is like with the relationship with food, I was actually thinking about that this morning on my drive up because I felt really guided to talk more about food because I kind of just like stopped for a long time, but I felt like I need to bring some more of the health stuff back, like from an energetic standpoint. And I was just thinking about this because you think about, we have a relationship with ourselves, right? We're always with ourselves. And that's like the most important relationship, but what are really the strongest mirrors for us? Like, yeah, people mirror for us what we need to look into for ourselves, but food and money are two of the biggest healers. And if you look at somebody's relationship with food, and money that tell like how they interact with those that tells you how they feel about themselves and how they treat themselves. Because the thing is like how we show up in one area of our lives is how we're going to show up in most areas of our lives. So Mm -hmm. if I, you know, am have this fucked up relationship with food, if I don't love myself enough to fuel myself properly, if I hate what I eat and I'm going to force myself doing that, that's going to be a reflection of how I show up in my life. Where else are you doing that? How is that affecting your other relationships? That sounds destructive. Yeah, AF. exactly. It's the same thing with money. Like this is one of the things with business coaching. I, I see all the time, like it is our relationship with money is a reflection of our relationship with with God, source, the universe, whatever, our relationship with ourselves, our self-belief, our self-worth, like it's just a reflection of you. And it's the same thing with food. And those are probably like, I'm like, what are the most consistent relationships for me in my life? Always. It's going to be, there's me, there's food. I I need to fuel myself. There is my business. Mm -hmm. Like those are going to be the most constant things. Like everybody else could come or go, it's going to be less, but those are my most intimate relationships. And so how am I treating my business? Right. How am I treating the way I feel my, I feel my body. It's so, so crucial. And for anybody listening, like, you know, it's so easy for us to, you know, lie to ourselves about where we're at. But if you're looking to expand yourself, you need like, look at what is my relationship like with food and what is it like with money? What is it like with my business? If you have a business, because that's going to be a huge reflector for you. And I think it's also, what is the relationship that I have with myself? Mm -hmm. Because if you're not even going to be aware of those things, like as hard as you try, nothing's going to change. Well, that's a thing of most people have trouble. And this is where having a coach is helpful, right? But like most people have trouble either admitting to themselves or even realizing what their relationship is with themselves. Like, and so if you, that's why it's like, look at food, look at money. Those are two big mirrors of it. Yeah. You know? Yes. It's, and I'm actually curious for you, you had your whole journey with your relationship with food and weight loss. And then with your business, like we talked obviously a lot about like some of the underlying things with building a business and entrepreneurship. I'm curious, like if you found any parallels in those journeys. So when I started taking weight loss really seriously during those three months, the craziest thing happened. I started saving a shitload of money when it came <laughs> to food. Yeah. It was literally a side effect. Mm-hmm. If someone ever told me, hey, when you lose weight, you're also going to save a lot of money. I would have been like, okay, what? Well, people use that as an excuse to not lose weight if they feel like they need to. Like, Oh, yeah. Because like it's too expensive. Healthy food's expensive. So. Nope. No. 
especially if what do people do? They like to go out and they order food in. You know how expensive that is? Uh, if I do that for a week straight, no joke, I can spend five hundred dollars without mm-hmm. without even thinking about it. And that's actually how much money I was spending when I was out in New York. Granted, I don't think that's like or maybe it is. It depends like how much time you have on your hands and like how important your relationship with food is. I know people that work day in, day out, they order breakfast, they order lunch, they order dinner. Sometimes their work pays for it. Regardless, like they're spending money on food. So for me, what I saw was I was consistently spending all of the money that I was making. It was literally going to going out. I will also add, like, I remember in college when I started eating healthier and my friends would be like, you go to Whole Foods and like, you, it's so much like, I only spend $50 a week on food and you spend like whatever. I think in college, I spent like 150 bucks mm-hmm. a week. Mm-hmm. Sometimes like between 100 and 150. I didn't think it was but that But also bad. how much money they're spending when they're going out. But then that, that was the thing. And the then difference, drinking. The difference was on the weekends, they would spend, yep. they would blow like $300. Exactly. Like, you just spent like $100 just on drinks tonight. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm like, I, that's, that's the difference. So that is the difference. So when I got really serious about weight loss, I started meal prepping mm-hmm. and we were talking about this earlier, like when we're planning out me going to Miami, yeah. you're going on your trip, you have all of those things planned out. That's what meal planning is. It takes the guesswork out of it. And you know, when it comes in handy, when you're tired, when you're irritable, you've had a long day and you're like, oh, the last thing I want to do is like sit and cook. Guess what? Guesswork is out. You have it literally waiting for you in your fridge. Mm-hmm. So it not only takes the guesswork out of it, it gets rid of the temptation. Like there is no guesswork. Mm -hmm. And what ended up being a side effect was straight up me saving so much money. My weekly bill of spending $500 a week went down to $100 a week. That is $400 a week. Really quick math. That is over $20,000 a year. Yeah. That's what people don't realize. Mic drop. Yeah. That is how I'm able to travel the world, ball out when I go travel and I don't have to think about it Mm -hmm. because I take care of myself and I nourish myself when I'm, I'm here. I'm not traveling. Granted, like I'll go out, like I said, once every like 10 to 15 days, I, I still, when I, when I want to, I do that. But when I'm in those situations, I also don't even have to think about it. So in turn, as I'm realizing, as we're having this conversation, I built a really healthy relationship with money because I prioritized my relationship with food because I really wanted to lose weight because Mm -hmm. I really just, I was chasing this feeling of, I want to feel good again. Mm -hmm. I want to feel confident and sexy in my own skin. Mm -hmm. So all of these really incredible positive side effects happened because I prioritized my relationship with food. Yeah. Well, and what's interesting for me as speaking as a business coach, right? And then also with my NTP background, the same way that people self-sabotage with food and their health, whether that's for weight loss or for me, I had a lot of people with gut issues, autoimmune disease, like it's the same self-sabotaging habits they do with food that they people do when they're building their businesses like the same bullshit the same 
oh, I, I, I can't. It's just like we it's self-sabotage again and again. And I see the same thing happen. And so I think it's so funny. Like I see the difference for people. I can tell, I can literally tell like somebody's relationship with food, how that plays into their business or their relationship with their health. Like when people are still struggling with health issues and all of the limiting beliefs that come up with that for them, how that translates over into where they block themselves with building their businesses. How am I doing? You're doing great. (laughs) Well, I think that's why like, um, thank you. It's been, it's like su- super streamlined with you, right? It like is. you're the type of client that for me is like, you just do what we talk about and you know, we work through things that come up, but it's like mindset stuff. It's not like, like you get it done. Like you get it done because you are dedicated to, to you and your well being, and also the mission and like you're focused, you know, like you, you love yourself. And when you love yourself, you don't self-sabotage. Or if you notice that coming up, you're like, fuck, this is, I, I know this is happening, but I'm going to keep, I'm going to take action in alignment with, I love myself. Yeah. So it, it all translates. Thanks to you. You, <laughs> you helped me along the way. I, I've had my own relationship with myself, obviously for the last 30 years, but I would say like the last, like when I graduated from college is mm-hmm. when I really started exploring that. And it took a while to get here, but. I'm so happy of everything that I had to go through to get here. I feel like you've grown so much, like since I met you. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm curious. Like, what have what what do you think have been some of the biggest, like, just personally, like, realizations shifts for you? What do you think's changed the most for you in terms of business or just me? Business or like just you? You know, I feel like personal development like I just feel like you're so different now yeah um it's something I'm still working on it's Mm -hmm. what we talked about but I'm learning how to trust myself um I think everything in life prepares you for the next thing which I talked about a little bit earlier just like failing and failing fast and learning from Mm -hmm. those things I genuinely think that you have a choice when something bad happens you either get like fucked up because of it or you can learn something from it. So for example, this last year, 2020, uh, at the beginning of the year, I was living my dream life or what I thought was my dream life. I was living in my favorite city in the entire world, which I think New York will always be my favorite city in the entire world. I was living by myself in a one bedroom apartment in Gramercy Park have had have an amazing corporate job i was seeing someone uh disclaimer i'm not seeing him anymore bye (laughs) um and i was in school i was doing really well at work and then literally everything changed literally in a blink of an eye Mm. my world turned upside down and in those moments like those split decision moments you have a choice to make do you want to be really sad and angry and not do anything about it and just wallow in pain? Or do you want to do something about it? And with the extra time that I had, I invested in myself by getting a business coach. You might know her. Her name is Christina Rice. <laughs> and I think for the first time in a really long time, without saying too much, you saw me for exactly who I was. So 
with you seeing me so clearly, I started seeing myself really clearly. And then I started seeing in other aspects of my life of like regaining that control back of, okay, we're in a pandemic. You're back home in San Francisco. What are you going to do? What do you want to do with information that's presented to you? So I started trusting myself. And I said, this is the direction I want to take my business. Check. Where do I want to live? I want to be near the water and I want to be somewhere warm. One day I woke up and I said, I have to move to LA. Mm -hmm. And there's no such thing as a coincidence. I was invited down here, not even 24 hours later by one of my best friends. And I hadn't told anyone that I hadn't told anyone that I just woke up one day and said, I need to move to LA. So I was invited down here and I said, okay, I need to listen to the universe. And I don't know what's going to happen next with my life, but what I know is I feel like I'm in flow. Mm-hmm. That instead of being afraid or worried, I'm just like, I'm trying to just enjoy the moment that I'm in. Um, I got really clear on what I wanted to do with my business, how to communicate that to the world, um, which is interesting because like almost no one knows what I'm doing, but I'm like teasing and I'm mm-hmm. hinting and people are like, I want it. Mm-hmm. They don't even know what it is yet. Yeah. And that comes from a place of like, what do I think changed? I think I started really believing in myself and betting on myself and trusting myself. Mm-hmm. Much easier said than done. Holy shit. I had to go through so much pain and so many tears and I don't like to cry. But I started feeling what I needed to feel, trusting in myself, trusting in the universe. And just kind of surrendering. Yeah. I'm like, I mean, I'm very grateful that we work together, you know, but Mm -hmm. I think I'm like glad that, how do I describe this? I think it's so, I love seeing you build this business in such a different energy than I think coming from like your corporate job and just like the way you like your hustle grind like new york like let's go i think had you tried to build your own business only with that it would have just turned like you would have crashed and burned you know and i think like i love seeing it would have been bad yeah (laughs) i love seeing you create this like really in flow and just like even like these blocks like we talked about earlier that you had it's like just like instantaneous energy shifts. I would love for you to share about some of that because it's so cool for me to see like overnight. Like I remember last time I was here, I was sitting right where you're sitting. You're sitting (laughs) here. And I remember like, I don't know what I did, but I just like, there's something with your heart and you're like, holy shit. Yeah. The way. Okay. Let me try explaining it again. (laughs) So I've, Whenever I've come into contact with people who are psychics or channels or mediums, there's always one place that like I know I'm in I'm within the presence of someone who has those gifts. I feel it. What chakra is this? Your is this your heart chakra? chakra? Yeah. Okay. I always feel like this entire area like it almost feels like it's easier to breathe there. Mm-hmm. So, when we were here and you're doing your energy healing on me. Uh, at first I didn't feel anything. Mm-hmm. And then there was a moment where I'm going to close my eyes and try to visualize this. Things are easier for me when I close my eyes. 
it almost felt like my chest area, there was a clear box with like an opening up to my throat. I didn't even know it was there. And all of a sudden it was like squeaky clean. And I remember sitting there and I can still feel it now. Like again, when I'm in the presence with you, it just like this entire area is just like, boom, 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 boom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I'm very aware of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, it's much easier to breathe. Like <sighs> I can mm-hmm. breathe deeper and easier. Yeah. And we were talking about this earlier today, but it's not like I walked in and I was like, I'm a different person. I didn't feel any of that. It was just, it felt like it was easier to breathe. Something was cleared. I didn't know what it was. You did. I remember you saying like, holy shit, it just feels clear. Like instantly. It it felt like I wasn't even aware that there was so much Mm -hmm. gunk there. And now I'm just aware of like the shiny clean yeah. whistle that it is. It's just the squeaky clean area that I can breathe easier. I can communicate easier. I can just be myself yeah. and just be my authentic self. Yeah. Well, and that's, it's like we were talking about people think that, and sometimes instantaneously you do feel like, holy shit, I'm like different, but mm-hmm. it's more of, when you go to practice what before might have blocked you and then you're like, wait, this is easy for me now. Or, oh, I'm not thinking about that person that I keep thinking about who, you know what I mean? Or I don't know, like whatever the block is or you notice, oh, I'm not going on dates and I'm actually open. Like whatever you've been working through. Check, check, check. Yeah. Check. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> but it's, that's, what's cool. It's like people are like, oh, I didn't feel anything. <laughs> oh, Okay. I mean, a lot of most people do feel things, but whatever type of energy healer you go to see, like if you have an intention and you're working on something, notice how you show up and if you show up differently, because sometimes it it's subtle, but you're just you might just feel like, oh, whoa, I'm not like putting up a wall when I meet a new person. Oh, I went to give a speech at, at or talk or make a video and I wasn't nervous. Like notice those things because that's where the magic happens. So what Christina is talking about is literally all of those examples for me because yeah. we just talked about this. But uh, I had a really intense issue with sitting and recording content for my program. It's an on-demand course. So like the majority of it is going to be watching my recordings. And I would sit actually exactly where Christina is sitting right now on my couch where the lighting is like so nice from <laughs> from this window. And I'd have my my ring light, et cetera, et cetera. And I would just sit here. I have videos of me just being really mad at myself and me being like, what is wrong with you? Mm. Why can't you do this? Why can other people do this and I can't do it? And then I was like, no, 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 nope. It's not about other people. So I check myself and I get better for like a little bit. And then it would just the same thing if I stuttered or if I didn't say a word correctly if I didn't like the way that like my face was angled or my hair, or, like my posture. And when I had your healing, the next time I sat down, I just literally did it. Yeah. <laughs> what did you say? You were sitting here and you're when you like tuned in, mm-hmm. you're like, holy shit. <laughs> you had said something along the lines of, um, I've never felt this much like pressure from one person it's coming from you yeah for no reason like you were self-sabotaging <laughs> yourself for literally no reason i d- i don't so i don't re- just for everybody i don't remember most of like when i'm in readings with people it's like 
a lot of it just goes in and out. So I don't remember that much. But I do remember with you, it was like from your throat to your heart, it was like walls and like almost like just like <laughs> this sounds bad, but like almost like it was just like filled with like gunk. Yeah, gunk, but like almost like steel gunk, if that makes any sense. Like it was just like hard and like I was it felt like pressure like I remember feeling like oh my god this is like painful and it was all from you and it was like that just all needed to be like removed 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 and that's like what you removed and then then that's what you said I remember because I remember sitting here because I remember I removed I'm like how do you feel because you were just sitting there I was like how do you feel after I removed all of that I'm like she has to feel this and you were like holy shit you're like oh, i feel like i can breathe. breathe i remember you saying that and i was like yeah there we go <laughs> and every time i sat down to record after that i was just more in flow yeah and i said this at the beginning but i literally finished two weeks early yeah and just for everyone to know like i have a full-time job i get up and i'm working around like seven thirty-eight until like five six Mm -hmm. that means my time to record isn't available yeah during the week yeah because Because light (laughs) because light yeah and it does make a difference Mm -hmm. so that means what am i doing on the weekends i'm giving my time to my business Mm -hmm. so can you imagine after working all week and you finally like you do the hair you do the makeup you've pumped yourself up I have what I call a Russian bitch face, not a resting bitch face, a <laughs> Russian bitch face. I'm not a very smiley person. Um, I am a very positive and upbeat person, but I don't smile very often. <laughs> so to pump myself up to be like, okay, like, let's do this. Yeah. To sit there and be mad at myself. <laughs> Can you imagine what the hell I was doing? <laughs> for that to be lifted and for me to just sit yeah. And record and record really good stuff where I was like, oh my God, I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> like, let's just talk about that switch yeah. to what's wrong with you to, oh my God, I'm so proud of you in literally a blink of an eye. Yeah, that's the magic. And that is the magic of energy healing. So good. So good. I'm so, I'm just glad you're all, you're all about it. That's why I love you're open to everything. I'm open to everything. I will always try everything once. Mm -hmm. And for my mom listening, I'm very (laughs) (laughs) open-minded. You're very open-minded, which I love it. And I feel like you incorporate like everything. Like you take so much from so many, I don't know. You're one of the most open-minded people I know, which I love. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. I'm curious, like, what do you think is the biggest lesson that you've learned since we started working together? Oh, I'm going to be so like, (laughs) I was going to say not mad at myself, but uh, you hear this so many times, but until you actually like live it and feel it, just got to trust the process. Mm. I've been told that so many times in my life and I'm such an impatient person. Yeah. I like things to be done. I like them to be done right. And I like them to be done quickly. Since uh, you and I have been working together, because, you know, I'm like (laughs) casually building a business. (laughs) Things don't get done fast or right or quick all the time. So 
when you're in those moments. Well, and I will say, but that's also a decision that like we laid it out on the table, right? Because there are faster ways to get things done. There are. But you came to me and I was like, look, the way I teach most people to build a business is not, this isn't right for you. Like it's going to be a longer thing. Like, right. Because you could have started taking on -on one-on-one clients and like immediately started getting more money in. But like, that was part of the decision. Yes. Because that was an alignment. And this is what I was talking about with you earlier. You saw me for not only where I am today, but where I could be going, what I would do to get there. But you saw my vision. Mm -hmm. And I have a lot of ideas. I have a lot of incredible ideas, but like my brain moves a million miles an hour. So the fact that you are able to declutter my bullshit or excitement or passion or driver, like whatever you want to call it. There's just like, there's a lot of a lot, which makes me very fascinating and fun. And like, I have lots of things to share with the world. It's good stuff. But you are able to see exactly what I wanted, how to lay it out and how to make sure that for me, how do I make it successful mm-hmm. and scalable? So I was very open and willing to take a longer route and I'm about to see all of that pay off. Yeah. And it's worth it. And like, it goes back to like, sometimes you have to slow down to speed up. And I have been thinking about this a lot, especially with a lot of my clients who are like low six figures and wanting to move up higher. And like, one of the big differences, like in mindset, like mindset adjustments is, you know, what got you here isn't going to get you there. And what I see, the, the, a mistake that I see a lot of entrepreneurs making that just caps them and limits them is they're not thinking long, long term. They're not thinking big picture. Like what's the long game? They're just, how do I create more? Pro- they want to create more programs. They just want to, Oh, I have this great idea. It's going to blow everything up. I'm intuitively driven. And it's like, that's great. But just because you have guidance to create something doesn't mean it has to happen right now. Mm -hmm. Like it doesn't have to, we need to play it smart. And so many people just make more, they're doing 50 things at once. They're half-assing everything without realizing, without meaning to, they're not setting things up to make it scalable. They're not setting up systems. It's like, pick something, kick ass at it, maximize it. Exactly. Let's let's play smarter, not harder. (laughs) Right. Like, and it's like, if you're just starting your business and you want to build a seven figure business off of a $20 a month membership, you need to be realistic with yourself. Like that's not going to happen quickly. Like that is a hard business model and that's wide reach, right? Like it's like simple things like that that people need to realize. And I just see so many people skipping steps and I'm like, you, you want your business to look this way. You're thinking like somebody who makes this much and you you want this, you want, you're telling me you want this much. So like pick one, pick one because there's nothing wrong. You can decide, you know, whatever you want to make, but like your decisions and your mindset need to align with, you know, whatever you're trying to achieve. I know so many people who also have great ideas for me. They're like, oh my God, you need to make a cookbook and like, can you make a program for this? And like, yeah. I think you'd be really good talking to these people about these things. And I'm like, 
I got to block all of that so I can focus on one thing and do that one thing better than anyone else. Don't you love it when friends and family and random ass people think... Who they like know to give advice. And I'm like, you. I'm sorry. Did you have you built a seven or eight figure business? Like, are you no? Okay, is that what you do? <laughs> like, uh, don't tell me. But I, I think that's how a lot of people get in trouble. It goes back to the comparisonitis or just letting other people get in their heads. They see other people doing things and they think, oh, I should do that too. You don't even know if that person is successful. Let me tell you, there are a lot of people who lie about their shit. Um, or they just like, my dad told me this, my mom told me this. I'm sorry. Like, look, love your mom and dad, but also did they build the business that you're trying to build in today's world in this way? Most, most people who I ask that to know, uh, nope. Well, let your parents stay in their land of expertise and like you, you do this your way. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, and if there's one thing I can tell you about me is I do things the Jackie way. Yeah. Everything that I touch and say and do, it is done with so much authenticity as to who I am. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean it's right or wrong. It's just like, that is what I'm meant to be doing. And that's what I was telling you. I'm in flow mm-hmm. with who I am, what I'm meant to be doing with who I'm meant to be serving. That is the yeah. only thing I'm focused on one thing at a time. And I think like when you slow down to speed up, that's how you get it done. Yeah. You focused on you focus on one thing, one thing only. You get really good at it, and then when you feel complete with that, then you can move on to the next thing. When you balance too many things, it's impossible. It's impossible. Like when I was traveling and going to school and uh, going to work and having a social life, like there are things that I just had to say goodbye to. Mm-hmm. I couldn't be active on my Instagram. There are certain people I couldn't see in my life. There were trips that I could not take. My sleep suffered. Well, I wouldn't even say said goodbye, but like life ebbs and flows, right? Our priorities shift. Absolutely. There are certain times when I'm going to focus more on this than this. Yeah. You know, but I think that like something that like you're somebody who gets shit done. You're somebody that, that excels at things that pulls things in quickly. Like when you get your sight set on it, like talking about how you like all of those promotions, like how you are just like top performer in your career. Like this is something for me with like an ideal client or what makes somebody easy to coach. What, what allows me to coach somebody and like hold them in, in their highest expression, like for their highest expansion, the person who knows where they're going and like, you know, you know how to jackie it up you know what i mean like you know how to jackify it like you know your vision you know how to be authentic it's when people are indecisive with where they want to go like we can we can fine-tune the things along the way but like you're so clear in who you are and like oh no that doesn't feel like me okay great like and that it's that laser focus and that clear knowing who you are that makes everything in your business just like it, it allows it to flow because when people don't know who who they are and they don't know what impact they want to make well, you don't know where you're going and it's going to float in circles. And it's like, people can spend years just being like, what's my niche? I'm sorry. Like we, we got to pick something and go for it. Yeah. At least, at least get clear on it. And even if you're only 50% sure, but that's going to get you further than I don't know who I am for five years. I think our first meeting 
you were like completely prepared for me to like not really know and i was like no i can tell you exactly who it is yeah i was like okay let's do it let's go right because it's like we can move along so much more quickly exactly that's what i did i send out a text i don't know i posted this somewhere i was like decision is what drives manifestation like you want to be a fast manifester be a fast decision maker like because it's whenever people hang out in the land of i don't make decisions you're not moving anything in any direction like the way the universe works the way energy works you need to drive some momentum any decision is momentum people get so caught up and i need to make the right decision so they don't make anything at all well now you're stuck make any decision the universe is like okay they're decisive rotting energy like let's go and you will be realigned to where we need to go the amount of times i wish i wrote this down but like what my original idea was for my business is so different from where I am now and every single iteration in between, like you just learn as you go. And that's why I said at some point, like, I think I said it when it came to my food blogging, I wish I just started earlier. Mm -hmm. Like just make a decision. You will see if it's right or not. Yeah. And then you pivot. Pivot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, it's just, yeah. And that's part of building a business. Like it's going to change. It's going to change. It's going to change. So just let yourself be all, I mean, we were talking about, was I talking about, was this you or somebody else today? I don't even No, I think it was somebody else. I was talking to Elizabeth okay. about like, just like knowing things are going to happen in my future. And I guess we were kind of talking about this with some relationships in my life, like knowing that, Hey, this isn't going to be here most likely, uh, like seeing that intuitively. But what I know is like, I just have to be fully in the present moment. Like, let's say I know I'm not going to be in a friendship with somebody in five years. Like it's clearly like that's not going to exist, but I love hanging out with that person right now. I'm going to be fully in it. Absolutely. So if I know that in 10 years, my business is going to look completely different. Am I going to sit here and be like, Oh my God, how do I get there? Or am I going to be like, no, but I fucking love where I'm at right now. So I'm going to be all up in it and I'm going to get there when I get there. Exactly. Like that's it. Be present. Which is so much easier said than done. (laughs) But at least like when it comes to people or let's say I'm like time blocking to work on my business or, you know, I'm working on a task, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. I do everything in my power to just get rid of distractions because, oh my God, uh, I get distracted by literally anything and everything. (laughs) Yeah. Just like, I don't know if you saw, I had to put my phone on on Mm -hmm. silent because I have people like FaceTiming me and Mm -hmm. texting me and calling me. Why do people always want me when I'm unavailable? Dude, I did a podcast about this. Did you listen? Yes. Did I explain it to you? Yes. But like, <laughs> literally, people, if y'all can chill for a minute. They, like, can, they can tell. You're in high demand. I, I know, but oh, it's very frustrating. Anyways. But notice where you feed that. Yeah. Yeah. You feed it. I right? do feed it. I know. So that's the thing. I know it's awkward. Like, I used to be that person, too. Now no one texts me because everybody knows that I probably won't respond. If I do, it'll probably be in three months. <laughs> like no, literally right. that happened to me today. I I like found my friend's text and I was like, oh my God, sorry. I didn't respond to your text from September. <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. Well, no, it wasn't since September. It was for someone else. But I remember I texted you something about Taylor Swift because Taylor Swift. Oh my um, God. But you only respond like two weeks later. And I was like, what is she... <laughs> what is christina texting me about and then i was i had to reference it and i was like 
I texted her that two weeks ago. Where has she been? <laughs> I'm so MIA. Anybody who knows me, like it's I it was such an extreme shift because I used to be the person that was like always on my phone and I would respond immediately. And now I'm like, you're lucky if you get me within a month. Like I two weeks, ladies. I, yeah, it's probably because it was Taylor Swift, yeah. not because it was me. Yeah, I'm no, but, but I'm just not good at it. And all of my friends are the types of people who are busy. They get it. Yeah. So nobody even notices. I'm not offended. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, Christina texts me. So What's up? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that, that's the thing when you, when you're less available for people, when you, then when you are available, they appreciate it more. They do. And it feels special. That's why I get real mad at people when they take advantage of my time exactly. and they don't respect it. And then yeah. I yell at them and then they don't ever do it again. Yeah, we're, we're both very sticklers about that. I mean, I think that's a, another thing like core, like I value my time so much and I, you do too. And like, we don't fuck around with that. It's mm -hmm. like when people play games with plans or I was actually, I went, I was with some friends a couple nights ago and we were talking about this and she was like, you know what I love about you? when I invite you somewhere, you're like, yes, I will be there or no, I will not. And so many people are like, oh, cool. I'll see how I feel. And it's like, no, just say yes or no. Exactly. I don't get it. Yep. Right. Or it's a communication. Hey, I'll be here at this time. I'm running late. I'll be let honest. you know. Like, that's it. That's where I'm going. That's like, that's it. I don't get it. We're talking to <laughs> a woman who grew up in San Francisco where people are passive aggressive. San Francisco is, is, is yeah. Not my not city. My city. No, I'm not it's a my home, person. But that is not. I do not. I have I like my own kind of love because that's my home. But it's hard for me to believe I'm from NorCal sometimes. Like I just feel so disconnected. But then you listen to my Spotify playlist and you're like, <laughs> clearly, yay area. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but growing up, people were like, oh my God, like, when did you move here? Are you from New York? Yeah. My entire life, people think I'm from New York. Yeah. And it was the most refreshing thing ever when I moved to New York. You know what happened to me when I moved to New York? I calmed down. Oh my God. Like yeah. my, I, I think I used to be aggressive. I don't think I'm aggressive anymore. I'm just very direct <laughs> now. I can't, I can be. What, what defines, what do you, well, what do you consider aggressive? Like I would consider myself to be aggressive, but in a loving way. I think I used to be when when I was younger, I used to be very like angry aggressive. But now I'm Yeah, like, that's what I was gonna say. I used to be angry yeah, aggressive. Now I would say I'm still aggressive, but I like look at you and it's like you look at my eyes and you're like, holy shit, she'll yeah. cut me. Like yep. you know what I mean? It's like <laughs> I get I'm aggressive. Yep. But I'm like Oh, like if smile and be very stern. Yeah, exactly. I've gotten that my entire life. <laughs> Again, it's because I don't really smile and I have piercing oh, green eyes. Man, I love it. Uh, but yeah, when I moved to New York, it was so funny. I'll never forget. I was waiting for someone at a restaurant and I was sitting at the bar, uh, just looking at the menu and someone turned to me and he had asked like, oh, like, what do you recommend here? And I was like, I don't know. I've never been here. And so we just had a conversation. He's like, where are you from? I said, I'm from San Francisco, but I just moved here. And he's like, you are so nice. And I'm like, that is not the word people would use <laughs> to describe me back at home. Okay. And uh, so epic. over time, it just completely mellowed me out because I used to feel crazy in San Francisco because I would be so direct. 
and people look at me like oh my god yeah why is she being so honest but that's why we get along early on in our relationship parker was like i forget what i said i was like i'm nice and he starts laughing and i'm like what you don't think i'm nice and he was like well that's not really the word that comes to mind so what is the word parker (laughs) (laughs) and i was i was so offended and then i started to think about it i'm like honestly i agree like (laughs) if somebody was gonna ask me like five words to describe me like nice wouldn't be one of them no you know what i mean like i'm nice i think i'm nice but like that's not how i describe my personality like you have other parts of your personality yeah. that are way louder. Yeah. You are brutally honest. <laughs> you oh, are. I like this game. <laughs> are we doing this? Well, brutally honest is two words. Okay, we can say fun. honest, honest. Honest. I'd say you're honest. What's another word for like a go getter? You are determined. Determined. You are so smart beyond your years. So we'll just say smart. Wise. Why? Okay, fine. Sage. Wise. Yes, sage. I think this also happens to be a sage. Like you can see eons out. Intuitive. Intuitive. Clearly, like I'm not good at English. But okay. Um, and I would say you're extremely deeply caring and loving. Thank you. I appreciate that. That is what encapsulates you. I. This goes back to when we we're running our bond in the pattern. How like. Oh, we're we both are so golden, yeah, we're baby. Golden. <laughs> but our bond is golden. But like, that's the piece of, I think, both of us that a lot of people might miss. And I know like people who are close to me see it of like, I'm intense in every way. And like, when I love somebody, I fucking love somebody like Retweet. so deeply. Like you're so it's like the loyalty. It's like the depth of the caring. It's like intense love and like i will fight to the death for you like that that type of caring like the word caring doesn't you know what i mean but it's, it's like it's the same enough. thing caring yeah isn't strong yeah enough. but it's like it's like that's what's underneath all of the like i'm direct but but i see being direct and honest as an act of love like to it me, is if i'm ever doling something down for somebody it's like i don't care that much about you like i'm only going to be direct if i really care about you that's how i feel Ooh, yep. I had to be really direct with someone uh, and had to cut them out of my life because they didn't want to deal with it. They didn't Mm want to listen. But like the, and those are the growth points, right? Like it took me a long time to realize, like to understand probably until a couple of years ago where I was like, whoa, the reason why (laughs) I'm the person that's the catalyst for so many people's growth. Like I just play that role. And for some people, that means like I get really close to them and our bond deepens. Yeah. For others, it means it's the end of the relationship. Yeah. But after the end of the relationship, I was so honest, like they couldn't handle it. They left, but then they thought, and that actually was the catalyst for them to start to think like, how could I have maybe shifted things? Throughout my life with relationships and friendships, it's pretty much always been on my terms where mm-hmm. I just I got to cut it off and I can't help but be brutally honest because it comes from I a need place to look at a human design chart what do you is your know? throat open um oh we'll look it up after yeah I actually after. have I have a picture I'll find it while I'm talking um but every single person 
doesn't matter if it's like a month later, six months later, a year later, five years later, I will always get that person to reach out to me. Like mm-hmm. it's not, I don't make them, it, they do it themselves. Yeah. And they always say, I didn't realize it at the time, but you were right. Yeah. And call it a gift, call it a curse. I can't not be honest. It fights every fiber of my being to withhold something. Oh, totally. And if I don't like something or I feel like something is off, I have to say something about it. And people don't like hearing the truth. Mm -hmm. They don't like being confronted with things that could make them better or when they're doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. So when they're faced with that, a lot of the times they just, they won't listen. And what you said is it really genuinely comes from a place of love because (laughs) if you think it's easy to be that direct with people, it's not Mm -hmm. because you're also being vulnerable. And for every single relationship that I've ended and friendship that I've ended, that person will always come back and say, thank you. Mm -hmm. You are right. Yeah. I think too, it's like interesting because I think that even though you're direct and I say this about me too, like I think you say things direct, but in a loving way, like I don't think you're bitchy about it. I don't think so either. Like you say it in a very loving way. And so, oh, here we go. Oh, interesting. Is it closed? It's closed. But that's like consistency in your communication. You know, like part of, um, for me, my open throat is like, if I can feel that something needs to be said, I have to say it like I'm going to burst. I'm good. And I actually think this is a big reason that I had a big reason. Like part of why I developed autoimmune was because there's a period of my life where like, I just stopped speaking out. Like I, I shut down my honesty and saying like every, all of those urges that I had, I wasn't speaking up for myself. And I think that just suppressing all of that, like really made me sick for a long time. Somebody's got to say it. Yeah. Um, so when I left Yelp, I, uh, I left being like one of the very best in the company mm-hmm. and they were really not happy. And I left because I wasn't being challenged enough. Mm. And boy, oh boy, be careful what you wish for. Yeah. Because I stepped into a role where I had to really learn to stand up for myself. And it was time and time and time again. And I got into not great leadership. I'm not going to go into it, but (laughs) it was a lesson I was supposed to learn of how to really stand up for myself because you never realize how good you have it sometimes until you're not in that situation anymore. One of the reasons that I was promoted so many times is my leadership at Yelp saw my strengths and they uplifted me Mm. and they said oh you have something and we want to make sure that that's seen when I stepped into a new company and new leadership that leadership was threatened by me and time and time and time again I was constantly being 
pushed down instead of uplifted. And when I would say things, I had to be double, triple as loud as the next person because they were threatened by me. And <laughs> damn, was I challenged? <laughs> like, got, got, got what I asked for. But you know what? It taught me how to stand up for myself. Yeah. I think that's such a good, like, overall, like, very valuable lesson or thing to reflect on in, in life. Like, like what you're saying of so many people are in friendships or they have mentors or even like with their parents or I, I don't know, at work, like, do the people around you see you like in your fullest potential, like see what even you don't see and hold you up and lift you up? Or do they tear you down and keep you small or try to, right? Yeah. And that's why I've had to like filter out mm -hmm. people that just like, they don't make the cut. <laughs> they don't make the cut. They don't see my shine. No, they don't. Um, and sometimes I'm thinking of like a very specific friendship mm -hmm. that I had to cut. Um, they were so self-obsessed with what's going on in their lives and so selfish, which like not a good or a bad thing. It just that's what it was. And I just don't have time for people who don't support me in the way that I support mm -hmm. them because I'm that person for other people. Like I'm the friend that people call when something bad happens. Mm -hmm. And it is very rare for me to make that kind of phone call because I like handling things by myself. But it's not even that I need to handle it. Like I'm on top of my shit. I don't really have knock on wood. <laughs> I just literally knocked on wood. <laughs> um, I don't have to make those phone calls because I like to surround myself with really incredible people who see me for who I am and where I'm going. Mm. And I think part of that comes down to like the way I was raised. Yeah. I got so incredibly lucky. Um, typically I say, I don't know what I did in my past life to deserve it, but <laughs> I know what happened in my past life. Cause you told me a few of them. Um, in one of those lives, I did something so incredibly amazing to have ended up in the position that I'm in with having not only like the most loving and supportive parents, but I have my brother who's my best friend and uh, my grandparents. And then like my grandma and my uncle helped raise me. And just, it's always been this unit of support and like blind, blind support, no matter what, like Jackie's going to do it her way. And mm -hmm. she's going to be really successful because she knows how to do it the way she wants to do it. And part of that was like really hard for me because in school, I either was the best in my class or I just didn't give a fuck. There were certain classes where truly like no one could outshine me. And there were other classes where my brother would come in because he's younger than me. Mm -hmm. He'd come in two years later and they're like, oh God. <laughs> You're Jackie's little brother. And my brother's a genius. Yeah. Literally went to UCLA, double majored in business economics, pre-med, graduated with a 3.9 GPA, like literal genius. He's going to change the world. I've always said that about him. <laughs> um, he actually just took his boards. Yay. <laughs> On Friday. Um, but 
it's those relationships, I think, that completely curated me to be able to believe in myself because I had this unwavering, blind, beautiful support. Mm. So uh, maybe we can explore what I did in my past life to deserve the life that I'm in now. I don't know. If that's a thing. <laughs> but I got really lucky. I yeah. got so lucky with that. And then I started surrounding myself with people because you get to choose. You get to choose who your friends are. You don't get to choose your family. Sometimes people don't have that. It's very rare, I think, that people have the support that I have. But you get to choose your friends. And you get to choose the support that you can put around yourself. And if you need to make a phone call, who are you going to call? And same thing. If someone means that much to you, are you going to be there for them the way that they show up for you? <laughs> and I think that's how you get also in flow with karma and like what you're meant to be doing is like when you just show the fuck up. Mm -hmm. And I know for me, one of the big things was, I mean, it was such a game changer when I kind of just explored a totally different type of friend group a couple of years ago. And suddenly I was surrounded by people. Everybody like was genuinely excited for me and supported me. And I didn't have to hide my successes anymore. And it wasn't until I had that experience of being around such supportive people that I was like, holy shit, before I like, I didn't even realize that before I wasn't supported that before I had to dull my shine or like, you know, be overly humble, I guess, to the point of like, I just didn't share any wins I had or anything I succeeded at because people wouldn't give a shit or mm -hmm. they'd tear it down or, you know, whatever it was. And everybody deserves that, like, right. To have people who are genuinely Everyone excited for you. That. And I think it's important that people know that it's available to them. Like it is. It, it's, it's, it's available to you. If you feel like you aren't surrounded by that, then start exploring some new people, what I would say. And reevaluate who's in your life now. Mm -hmm. I will tell you from personal experience, it's not easy to cut people out. But when you do it, you automatically like have a weight lifted off your shoulder. And that also means you get to choose what you do with your extra time and mm -hmm. your extra energy. And what you want to do with it, which is really powerful. Yeah. When you let go of the bullshit, just things just start opening up. Yep. It's rejuvenating. It is. Rejuvenating. Well, I think we should wrap up for here because we've been going for quite some time. Computer's gonna die. Oh my god. Um, <gasps> but do you want to tell people about your program? Yes. So I am probably like a month out of like completely finishing everything. So I haven't decided what the launch date is and when we're actually starting. But the name of my program is called Weight Loss for Go-Getters. It's for people who are busy AF. They want to lose weight. They don't know how. And it's meant to be sustainable in doing things quickly, doing things that are easy. They're healthy. And the biggest benefit, I think, uh, besides obviously losing the weight, is you save a shitload of money while doing it. Well, and the food's really fucking good. Like, <laughs> yes, can confirm. Um, I like tease out different recipes. Obviously, I'm not going to share all of them um, before the program is actually released. Like, if you're in the program, then of course you get access to the recipes. But from the recipes that I've already put out, people literally just start obsessing. Like how many times do I repost someone being like, 
you changed my life because of cauliflower. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, we need to wrap this up so I can eat dinner. Yes. <laughs> and like what we're making tonight, I think in the last week, like probably like like seven or eight people have made my banging salmon. Yeah. If you're listening to this and you like salmon or you're like, oh, let me just try salmon one more time. You have to make this recipe. <laughs> it will change your life. I have had this salmon every week consistently for the last two years of my life. There we go. Um, yeah. So the program, what else can I tell Where you can about they go it? To learn more? Weightlossforgogetters.com. <laughs> Pretty simple. I bought the domain, baby. Yeah, there we go. It's going to be epic. Obviously, I've seen behind behind the scenes behind and the all scenes. of the hard work that's gone into this and yeah and i i've told you this is gonna change like weight loss programs forever it's i could like amazing squeal right now but amazing 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 so uh, make sure you check that out and you can find jackie on instagram at jackie's food affair. jackie's food affair yeah, baby there we just go just jackie's food affair <laughs> <laughs> so uh, thank you jackie for being here thank you so much for having me um i loved this i want to do it again <laughs> wink, wink, wink. <laughs> oh my god no i had so much fun and thank you uh, everyone for tuning in if you made it to the end of this we appreciate you so love you so guys. much thanks for hearing me rant <laughs> <laughs> we love it make sure if you do enjoy this show to take a screenshot and share it on instagram tag jackie tag me so that we can see that you're listening i will repost yes, we'll the repost. hell out of you and probably like fangirl out we love to see it yes love to see it and don't forget if you do enjoy the show make sure you leave a rating and a review on itunes it makes a huge difference in getting word out there about the show it's one of the best things you can do for any podcast you want do to support it. <laughs> yeah just do it. leave a rating interview it just takes a second and i so so appreciate it so that's gonna be it for today's show and thanks for tuning in hope you have an amazing rest of your day and we'll chat with you next episode 